0: Yeah. <laughs> Welcome into another edition of the Set Up Straight Podcast. I am yours truly, your host, Quentin Walter. And I'm joined by one of my co-hosts. We still, my other co-host still in my, but he'll be back for all of the the Eric fans, all of the LeBron critic fans. He will be back. But I am joined by my trusty sidekick, my compadre, my homeboy, my my uh my n-word if he don't get no bigger. <laughs> uh, I call him, we call him Spot, but his government name is Joshua Scribner. What's good, Spot? What's up, man? Nothing much, chilling on it, man. Uh. Obviously, we, we back to finally going back-to-back back consecutive weeks, which it feels good to finally be back-to-back back and being able to talk about what's going on. Because like I was talking before the, before the mics was live, we in the middle of football season. Now, you know, basketball coming up. So, you know, we about, we got to talk. We got to talk. We got to have a show. So, we got some we got some NFL stuff, obviously. Week two, we're going to talk about some stuff. Week two, you know, we're going to talk about the Cowboys. And spot before the show, he told me he got something for college football in the ACC. So we're gonna talk. we gonna talk about that. But like I always like start off the show. We're gonna start off with some with some pop culture topics and some kind of funny stuff to get to get the people going. You ready? Yeah. All right.
1: You gonna talk so, about Takashi 69 snitching? I didn't even think about that. We can start off with that, bro.
0: <laughs> he was telling everything. I went to like Twitter and I seen like a Twitter account and he was literally going detail for detail at the transcript from the court. He was singing like he couldn't get look. I mean I don't blame him. He ain't trying to be in jail, but boy, he was telling it all.
1: <laughs> yeah, man, like
0: I read, I don't know the whole background on
1: everything. Based on what I've read, it seems like he's allegedly uh, part of a gang, but um, the whole thing of it was is that it was just uh, like I think the thing I read said that he was facing 47 years and he was trying to get that cut down if he uh, told enough. And I'm like, Oof, you to how it. much? How much? You, I mean, like 47 years. So how much they gonna cut off? I don't know. But I hope it's enough for all this telling. You. <laughs> that would suck I was suck to all this telling, and you You're still getting like twenty. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that would be terrible. Um, for those of you who don't know, because I know my mama listening, she was like, "Who is that?" It's a it's a rapper for like I guess I don't know how long he been in jail, but when he hopped on the scene, he was just wilding out going crazy, he was always in the news every single kind of like Antonio Brown he was in the news every single day for some crazy stuff Some, something crazy, he going, going crazy he on Twitter, walking around New York talking crazy to people and everybody kept saying, you going wild and something going to happen and then yeah, something happened, he got caught up in something he got arrested, and like Spot said apparently faced facing 40 years, and so he's snitching he had to do something with some gang stuff with some blood, and so he's snitching so he can get his sentence reduced
1: <laughs>
0: but what I wanted to what I wanted to first talk about, did you everybody been talking about this? Did you hear about what Uber's trying to do coming to Dallas? No, I
1: missed
0: it. So uh, what I first when I what I originally heard okay, when K104, which would have been a way better topic, they was talking about that Uber was was coming to Dallas and they was gonna uh, introduce their flying cars. And I wanted to know how you felt about that. But then I did some research on the story, and apparently then I they, I think they are still trying to do they self, the flying cars, but apparently I think that's going to be in L.A. What they're doing in Dallas is they're trying to bring their self-driving cars to Dallas. And I don't know how much you know about this, but the last time we heard about Uber self-driving cars was when they had crashes in Arizona. So apparently they saying Dallas is, Dallas is the perfect place and they said all these talking about our sophisticated highways and blah, 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 and our unique traffic pattern. What does that mean? How, well, how are traffic patterns unique? Nah, no, it
1: just basically means that our uh, public transportation sucks. That's basically what they're trying
0: to say without saying it. Okay, all right. I didn't. you go? We, we, we got smart brothers. So <laughs> they say all that. Right, so now they, they bring self driving cars to, to Dallas. How do you feel about this spot? I mean, it's the way.
1: We don't normally get political on the show, but it's really what. This is a political topic? I didn't know! (laughs) Well, it's really, but um, there's a guy running for president on the Democratic side. His name is Andrew Yang. And the reason why, one of his signature thing that he's running is he wants to introduce what he calls the Freedom Dividend. And what that would mean is that every American from the time you turn 18 um, basically, until you die, the government would just give you a check for a thousand dollars every month. Wait, what? Yes, universal basic income. Every person, uh, you know, whatever, whatever you are, the instant you hit 18, you get a freedom dividend of a thousand dollars a month. But why though? Because, because of that reason right there, with self-driving cars, he said that's going to be. Everybody keeps blaming immigration and stuff for the ja- job market stagnating, that's kind of how Trump got elected, but what they're not realizing is that the next domino to fall is going to be self-driving cars. More than 50%, I believe they said, of the unskilled workforce is truck drivers. Once they perfect self-driving cars, what do you think is going to be the first thing to go? You're right, truck driving. Okay. because. <laughs> You know, robots don't need to sleep. They can get to places in a bigger, you know, deadline. Yeah. Um, You know, you can just program where you need it to go. to drive all night. They don't have, uh, they don't have any labor costs. The only cost you have is maintenance. So I say all that to say is that, you know, it's going to start with Uber, but we're going to look up and people are going to be buying personal um, self-driving cars and people are gonna be driving commercial self-driving
0: cars. So the future is now. Well, right, I'm gonna, I'm putting it to you like this. Obviously, I understand this is the way of the future, but I've been saying this for a long time. I'm not rolling. When are we gonna learn about this artificial intelligence? They, apparently, Uber was saying they 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 testing these self-driving cars and they want people in them at first, but they want the cars. They're gonna be learning. Now, your what movie was there a, a robot that was programmed to learn and started? Terrorizing everything.
1: Terminator. Terminator!
0: <laughs> we didn't learn that from Terminator! Bro, they gotta stop it with this with this artificial intelligence learning stuff. Like I get we gotta go to the fusion, I get we're not stopping it, but somebody apparently I heard that uh um Elon Musk was apparently leading this group of people who's trying to stop robot armies. Yep. Like if we get rolling armies, that's gonna be terrible for for everybody. So they definitely need to nip that in the bud. We do not need army robots. This is not Iron Man, bro. We do not need army robots. Like we need not we need to nip this in the bud. So I'm not rolling. Obviously, I'm gonna be the old man staring at clouds and I'm gonna be left in the dust, but I'm not rolling with no self-driving cars. I'm not rolling with the artificial intelligence that's learning. No, thank you.
1: Yeah, it just It's going to get to a point where um, almost every job that you can think of is going to be either completely automated or it's going to be automated to the point to where the workforce is significantly diminished. Yeah. In which case, then you have to ask yourself a question. Does the government just let all these people suffer or do we go to a universal basic income because nobody can get any jobs? Okay, in- yeah.
0: interesting. Did you hear, speaking of interest, did you hear what Josh Jacobs said on the Dan Patrick show about a uh, Nick Saban? Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, for a little background for, I mean, I'm sure most people listen to the podcast. They're sports fans. And if you're not, you, pro- you might have heard of Nick Saban. But if you have not, Nick Saban is possibly the greatest college football coach of all time. He's currently coaching at Alabama. They're always in the national championship game and they always make they make the playoff every single year and so i mean with football coaches you never really get to see their personality because in front of the mic they always got to be real real staunch and cookie cutter and cliche because they don't want to plus no bulletin board material and it's just let me get this press conference over with so we don't really get to see their personalities unless you're mike leach unless you're mike leach mike leach is a <laughs> is a treasure you like you said he's a national treasure but we got some. We got a funny story from about Nick Saban the other day. One of his former running backs, Josh Jacobs, he plays for the Raiders. His running back, he was a first round pick. He was on the Dan Patrick show, and Dan Patrick, being a great journalist that he is, was like, "All right, give us give us the good Nick Saban story." He's like, "You ain't in college no more. You can go ahead and give us a good Nick Saban story." So Josh Jacobs told us that Nick Saban likes to tell these nuts jokes.
1: <laughs> it's so weak. It's random, of so, all the things. I mean, it's so immature, but then you think about it. It's like, he's recruiting all the time. So, what is he always... He's always around high school.
0: So That's you got to figure out a way to relate to him. I didn't even think about that. That's hilarious. Well, <laughs> the story goes, Josh Jake, I guess they was in practice one day. He was catching a lot of footballs, and he caught five in a row. And Nick Saban said, you want to hog all the balls? How about you hold these? <laughs> and Josh Jacob was like, wait, did you just... What's, wait wait did I hear that right? He was like yeah. <laughs> he was like I ain't heard that since middle school, and so that was that was hilarious. I was like we gotta talk about Nick Saban and the these nuts jokes. Like that's so funny, man. But it's
1: but you know it's not just Saban. It's Belichick too. Like a lot of people say that you know Belichick, Popovich, all these coaches that are super duper strict in the media and short with the media. Have and, great personalities Yeah, it's like they have great personalities when they not you know in the middle of games and not in the middle of basically their obsession and their craft they like if you catch them outside of that they funny they have a good personality and all this stuff they
0: just never show that on camera the Papa chicken sounds phenomenal we still wait we still waiting on them to bring them back they uh they still on the hiatus but they will be back but we're we about to talk about kfc yeah we're about to talk about kfc but so <laughs> kfc's like y'all not about to leave us out they was like we about to do something to have everybody lining up at our store. so they hit the boondocks they uh now they're not doing this everywhere wide. it's only like a very specific spot a couple of stores or whatever. but they testing out chicken sandwiches with donuts for the bones now when I first thought about this, somebody's like, boom, that shit, I want that. He's like, man, that would be a good idea. Now I have had, <clears throat> excuse me, I have had at a restaurant a burger with donuts as the buns and it went hard. But then I was like, but that was a restaurant. But then I was like, but this is a fast food place. How many times you go to a fast food place and it's like nine peak hours and you like, man, I can't wait to get this food. And you get your food and it is nothing like you want it to be. I can just see them donuts being so sorry. You go to you go to KFC 3:30 in the afternoon. Them donuts gonna be soggy. Them, them, them <laughs> donuts gonna be trash. So I don't know how I feel. I'm a little conflicted. How you feel about the about the KFC donut chicken sandwich?
1: The way that they're gonna have to do it, and I don't know if they're gonna be able to do this while it's new, cause it's gonna be a long line. But they would almost have to make a made-to-order.
0: That would be smart. I and agree. have, like,
1: a thing on the sign that says, hey, if you want this donut sandwich or whatever, you can have it, but it's going to take X amount of time because they're all made-to-order. My whole thing of it is, can we just not? You know what? <laughs> <laughs> we fat enough? Can we just get to a point where we could just, like, come on now. We, <laughs> he out here making the Luther from <laughs> from, from the Boondocks, doc. bro. Like... And we wonder why we got an obesity epidemic. Can we stop? Can we (laughs) just not? So no, I will not be partaking.
0: Alright, I don't know. I I haven't decided. I'm undecided. I don't know if I'm going to partake or not. I I, I don't know. We'll see what happens. If they even even release them everywhere and they come out to to Texas or whatever, we'll see. So now we can get into some, some sports talk. Before we talk about Uh, A couple of games in week two in the NFL and talk about the Cowboys. Oh, that looks nasty. We got to talk about the NFL NFL players trying to transform the NFL into the NBA. And this past week, there have been some trade. There have been demands for trades. People unfollowing their team on Instagram. It's been going crazy. And it started with... Well, it really started with Antonio Brown, but obviously we we already know how that ended, and we still in the middle of that because everything he still got stuff going on off off the field, which we talked enough about him last week. We don't really need to get into that, but he still got that stuff going on, so it's unsolved. So whenever some more information comes out, we'll chop it up and talk about that. But you had him, you had the Le'Veon Bell situation. He sat out, and in the beginning of the season, we didn't really talk about this because it happened while we were off. But you had Jadavian Clowney who was threatening to do the Le'Veon Bell and not sign the franchise tender if the Texans didn't trade him. And so they ended up trading him to Seattle and he got him a new deal. So after week one, I think we talked about on the show how players in Miami was was saying they wanted to get traded. Well, one of them was Mika Fitzpatrick, who was their first-round pick last year. And he, after that first game, he was like, I'm not here for this. Like, I'm not here for this tanking. Y'all out here, sorry. I'm trying to go. I'm trying to move around. So he requested a trade, and Miami was like, okay. And he, the peculiar part of this story is the team that got that traded for Minka Fitzpatrick. Pittsburgh Steelers traded a first-round pick, and they traded some picks at the end of, at like, fourth-round, 6th round picks, and later drafts. But I don't think the Miami part is interesting. We get it. They tank him. But, like, they must really believe in Mason Rudolph for them to be 0-2. Big Ben is hurt, which we haven't even mentioned that. We're going to talk about the quarterback injuries next. But Big Ben is hurt for the season, and you going to trade your first-round pick in a draft that's supposed to be good for quarterbacks where you can get your next quarterback. You traded that away for a DB, which we don't even know if he's good or not. Did you think that was as weird as I did?
1: Yes and no. Yes, because of basically what you just explained is that there's this big quarterback draft class that's coming out, but no in the fact of they just got out of a season with a bunch of drama. If you draft a quarterback, even though people understand, let's say Big Ben comes back from this elbow injury and he's not the Big Ben that he has been, which I feel like Big Ben been declining recently anyway, but... Uh, I don't know if I'm in the minority on that or not, but I feel like Ben has been uh, declining recently. Then what you're going to have is you're going to have an Eli Daniel Jones situation where as soon as he starts playing salary, up oh, let's see this young guy, because fans is not here for watching these aging quarterbacks be out here your salary. Because first of all, you want your memories preserved of when they was real. And second of all, like you're not just sitting there trying to spend money to go watch your team suck. Right. So, whether they got Tua or Justin Herbert or Jake Fromm or whoever it was, they would have been screaming at the top of their lungs for that had Big Ben came back in been sorry next year. So I understand why they didn't do it, but I feel like they did mortgage their future not
0: doing it. Right, because I understand what you're saying, but, I mean, you as a leader of a football team, your job is not to listen to outside noise. Your job is to put a win in. Product on the field, and we're not talking about a sorry organization. We're talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers, who, if I'm not mistaken, they have the second most Super Bowls, right? Or y'all talk, they tied with y'all, something like that, right? Uh, the, they're tied with the Pats for the most. They okay. The Pats each have six. Okay. Cowboys,
1: 49ers each have five.
0: Okay. So this is a story franchise, and so their fans are used to you putting some on, putting some on the field. So yeah, they might be like, it might be drama, but in the long run, it would probably be best to get a quarterback. Yeah. And especially like you said, Big Ben. It ain't like Big Ben just been declining. I agree. He's been declining for a while. And now we've seen in week one when he didn't have Antonio Brown out there and how pedestrian that offense looked. And so I thought it was just an interesting team to decide to trade for DB because it's not like it's basketball where one player has that big of an effect. It's football. Football is the ultimate team sport. One player, yeah, there are great players in the NFL. But you can have a great player on your team, and y'all can be trash. Joe Thomas was a great player when the greatest left tackle of all time. But Browns was trash because yeah. it's a team sport. So I thought I thought I just think it's interesting to see how it's gonna play out. I'm ready to see what Mason Rudolph's gonna do on Sunday because they obviously he's gonna ball if they did that. So I thought that was interesting. But now we can talk about these quarterback injuries before we get into the Cowboys. Well, before we go. Um before we move on, but you mentioned something that I wanted to circle back around to. You
1: mentioned that these NFL players are looking uh, at NBA players. And how oh, yeah, times, you're right. And how many times have we had this conversation of it's getting ready to be the end of the CBA, and if these players really are talking about it, they need to be willing to sit out and miss games. Like, none of this, like the lockout of 2011, where it got close, but as soon as it started sounding like we're not going to get any game checks, everybody just basically kind of acquiesced to whatever the owners wanted to do so they could play and not miss their money. We need, if if these NFL athletes want to get anywhere, they need to save up their money this year and be willing to actually sit out and miss games as a unit. Like, what if... Um, like I don't care that there's certain people that have been trying to sit out and get paid because I get it, it's a violent sport, and you want to get your money. Like, but what if nobody showed up to work? Mm-hmm. What if every single player said, you know what? If it you let y'all play with replacement players like you did that, one, that season. one season. I'm trying to uh I'm trying to get, you know, this CBA fixed. I want to strip Goodell of his power. I wanna redo the rookie structure
0: deal. Until you're ready to do that, don't come up to me with all these demanding trades and stuff. I think that I, I hear what you're saying. I just think it's an interesting dynamic because it's like the owners have been treating contracts like tissue paper from 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 a while. Else. Because everybody always likes to say, well, these players, they're requesting trades. You need to be loyal to your team. You just need to ride it out, blah, 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 blah. But the organizations, they're not loyal. If you if you don't perform, you get cut. It's you really that hurt you, exactly, exactly. That. it's really that simple. So I I kind of understand where the players coming from. I was like, "All right, y'all want to treat these contracts like it's tissue paper?" Okay, that contract tissue paper. Trade me. I'm trying to go. I don't care if my I don't care if I got 2 years left on my deal. We trash. I want to go somewhere else because I'm not signing with y'all and we're not winning. So, and we playing football where it hurts. Yeah. So I, I totally get where both sides are coming from. I agree with you like unless they willing to sit out, which I don't know if they're going to do because the P, the players requesting the trades are the Jalen Ramsey's, the Jamal Adams, the the Joe Schmo right guard. He ain't making enough money to miss them game chicks, yep. and so that's the dilemma. Is that it's it's a, it's a thing about everybody. So it will be interesting to see how that how that kind of plays out. But it's 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 kind of cool to me to see the players trying to gain some power back from these owners and these GMs and these organizations that just treat them like trash, and then everybody want to jump on their back when the player want to do something for themselves. Uh, I mean, and I'm not trying to, you know, I don't begrudge any player who wants to say, hey,
1: I know my worth to this team. I know my worth to this city. Um, and you're not paying me what I'm worth because we hear all these big numbers. And, you know, in our little small brains of what, well, I will not say, you know, there's smart people everywhere, but I'm saying in our, monetarily wise, we're used to dealing with such smaller numbers. We're like, bro, why are you tripping about right. X? number million of dollars. I'd be happy with half that or a right. third of that or whatever, but you know, chances are what you do does not bring in as much <laughs> revenue as NFL football. Not
0: no chances are, it don't. It <laughs>
1: <Yeah. And> don't. <laughs> so, I'm just saying, it's like, you know, it's real easy for us who not getting beat up and having to do these practices and go out here and play these games every day to sit up here and say, well, you should and you should and you should, but I mean, like you said, basically, if it if it don't say guaranteed money, everything else on that uh, on that uh, contract is toilet paper. Yes, and sometimes even guaranteed money is toilet paper.
0: Yes, ask Antonio Brown. (laughs) (laughs) Man, so um, quarterback injuries. I mean, it's so. I mean, NFL is just so it's such a crazy sport because we get more and more rules to keep our quarterbacks healthy, and more and more quarterbacks seem to get hurt every year, and. This past – we already got Nick Foles out with a with a broken collarbone in the first week. And this past week, in week two, we had two more big-time quarterbacks that went out. Eli – not Eli Manning. Well, he did go out, but not for not for injury. Drew Brees, he hurt his hand on a player. He was trying to throw the ball, and he he contacted his hand on the follow-through with Aaron Donald, who was a menace. And he had to have thumb surgery. He's out for six weeks. And then, like we mentioned earlier, Big Ben – it was a non He just thrown the ball and then he was r- went it on his elbow. He had to have Tommy John surgery, which is an unusual surgery for a football player, and he's out for the season. And no telling exactly when he will when he will be back. So you got the, you got those injuries, and Cam. Oh, I forgot about Cam. Cam last Thursday, everybody was talking he was hurt. He got he hurt his knee, his ankle. I think his ankle's hurt, so he might not be playing. On Sunday. He's his backup, Kyle Allen from from them Aggies. Former Aggie great. <laughs> Shout out to Quincy. <laughs> he might be, he might be playing. But it's just interesting to see see these injuries, man. They're gonna they gonna keep coming. It's it's a war of attrition. And that's why these Dallas Cowboys, they think this depth gonna help. And we're gonna find out. They ain't really playing nobody, really. They play two teams that we do that we I think we can both agree are not very good football teams. But I think we also can agree that the Cowboys have done what good football teams usually do is when they play not good football teams, they beat them soundly and they don't mess around. And I think from a person who's always been a outsider Cowboys fan, like I, my emotions don't get wrapped in being the Cowboys. Like if they lose, I'm it's more funny to me because I can laugh. And if they win, it's like, cool, they won. It just seemed like this Dallas Cowboys team just have a little different feel to them. It's just the way that they clicking on Sillas the way that they game because in both games they haven't started out well. They played the Giants, they let the Giants score first. And then they they started off, I think they let Washington score first also. And so from in my meager opinion, they just feel like they got a they got a different feel. Ain't too much talk about on the field. Like I said, they've been rolling over people. But from a diehard Cowboys fan, what have you seen from from these boys these first two weeks? Well, I'll say this. As bad as
1: the teams are, it's still division rivals. And you always want to beat your division rivals, regardless of what the circumstances are, whether you know, you're know you good and they suck, whether they suck and you're good. You always want to beat your division rivals. So that's number one and most important. Every time we start out well, there's a section of Cowboys fans who can't wait to say this is the year. <laughs> and it's what people in America at large, cannot stand about Cowboys fans is that we could be, you know, five and seven and there's people out here talking about, well, you know, such such so happened. and we go to playoffs and once you get in the playoffs, anything can happen. <laughs> I will say that on paper, and someone on the field of what I've seen through two weeks versus two really bad teams and an upcoming week versus the worst team in football <laughs> some people saying it might be the worst team ever um, I do think that even with those parameters that the Cowboys have played well enough to where they could be considered a serious Super Bowl contender now the one element that I'm not confident in, that's still shaky to me, is head coach. We've yet to have a Jason Garrett. I'm gonna punt on fourth and one versus the Texans moment, and you're never gonna let him live none of this down, huh, bro? Don't make, don't make me relitigate that. Upset me. <laughs> but the reason why I continue bringing that up is that it's a classic example of a game that's there for the taking and Jason Garrett outthinks himself and, you know, just ends up losing, right? When you're trying to do something crazy, like, oh, I'm going to play defense and try to play field position, when you have the supposed best offensive line in the league and one of, if not the best, running back in the league. But the point I'm trying to make to wrap all that around is that I do think there is something we can learn about this Cowboys team in this game against the Dolphins. These are the types of games – one of the reasons why Bill Belichick is the greatest coach of all time, which people hate saying, but he is. One of the reasons why Bill Belichick is the greatest coach of all time is because he makes it seem like the Pats are in danger of losing every single game to no matter whoever it is they play. If you were just dropped into a Bill Belichick press conference and you knew nothing else about football, you had never seen the Patriots play – you heard Bill Belichick talk about them. you think they're the worst team in the league. <laughs> the way he critiques them every week, and it's always, you know, this team has this great player and this great coach and this great thing, and they're – I don't know how we're going to beat this team and how we're going to pull it out. Wins 59-7. to more. Like, like, bro, come on. Like, you're not fooling nobody. <laughs> but, yeah, he somehow still has this mind control power. But I don't want to talk about him. But – The point I'm trying to make is, this is going to be the game where Jason Garrett has to prove if he's that kind of dude, because this is a game that's real easy for us to go in and sleepwalk in and, you know, barely pull out a victory or, you know, not look as good as we could look. This should be a game where he gets them to buckle down and say, hey, I understand that they suck, you know that they suck, but guess what people are going to be saying about you if you don't blow them out? Yep. So... It, just all of that to say that I feel like this is a real
0: test from a mental toughness side of Jason Garrett. It's not too much to say about this upcoming opponent. All right, they look like good luck and they're playing the Miami Dolphins. But the thing that everybody been talking about in local sports in Dallas is Taco Charlton. Mm. He got cut. He he was a first-round pick in 2017 for the Cowboys. Picked two spots ahead of TJ Watts. And for those who do not know who that is, he is good. Taco Charlton has not been good so far. <laughs> He's played, I think, 27 games out of a possible, like, 34, something like that. He played a lot as a rookie. I think he had four sacks his rookie, rookie season. But he has not been able to get on the field this season. He's been a healthy scratch the first two weeks. And so he been he stayed on social media. And so he went on Twitter and said, free me. And then he deleted it. That's the classic thing. You put a tweet out there and he deleted it because, I mean – it's not like it does. I don't understand why people delete tweets. It's it's 2019. Anything you put in it, it's there. Like yeah, he, he, he just deleted because for, for appearances. He obviously wanted that to be out there. And then he talked about he didn't want to blah blah blah. I don't want to go to social media to get my chance. Or whatever blah, blah 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 blah. I'm be honest with you. I ain't paid too much attention to Taco, and I just got here back back to the Mets plate. Listen to our radio, but from everything I've been hearing, they talk about that Taco Charlton walked around the Cowboys locker room like his bleep didn't stink. And it was always the coach's fault that he not getting an opportunity, and it's not his fault that he not playing well and blah, 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 blah. So he got cut. And ironically, he got picked up by the Cowboys' next opponent, the Miami Dolphins. So my question to you, Spot: are we, are we going to see a fish taco revenge game on Sunday? Boy. <laughs> he gonna get he he's gonna get six sacks. He's gonna sack fumble deck. He's gonna be out there. Boy. <laughs>
1: I mean, if that happens, Tyron Smith, what the hell are you doing, (laughs) I mean, but you play football. Every football team has that one player who it's never my fault. It's never something that I could have done more. It's never that, you know, I could improve or the people in front of me are just better than me. It's always, oh, the coach is this. Oh, the coaches are screwing me over. Oh, this. Oh, that. Like, every football team has those people in you know, eventually those people get it or they don't, and it just feels like he hadn't gotten it. And he's been maybe the rare misstep of like this recent Cowboys history of drafting has always been like amazing, and he was like one of the few that people were confident in, and then he turned out to be somebody who gets cut. Whereas Leighton Vander everybody
0: was pissed when we picked Leighton. Van Der Esch. <laughs> yes, and he got her Yes. <laughs> so but, funny how how that works. Oh. But, my but, bad, I did mean to cut you off.
1: But, yeah, just, um, you know, he has talent. He's not, you know, just some
0: scrub. He has talent. Yeah, because like, the last time we seen him was at Houston-Texas preseason game, and he was balling. Yeah. He was balling so much, they took Deshaun the Washington out the game so he didn't get hurt. Like, he was balling the last time we seen him on the football field. But, you know, this defensive line is a deep group,
1: and you know, if you can't get along with the coaches, you're yeah. going to see the field. Like, yeah, Grabbing at your coaches does nothing for you. Uh, in any sport, right? in potential coaches is not a way to
0: see the football field. So that's that's so true.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> the not only did the Dolphins sign this, not even nothing really them talk about it. Just it's just a fact. It's something that, that's going to happen on Sunday. They finally switching their quarterbacks to Josh Rosen, the former uh, Arizona Cardinals draft pick. They traded for him, and he's basically done playing garbage time the first two weeks. So we finally about to see Josh Rosen getting there against these Cowboys. And I mean, I don't think that the, the Dolphins have any chance of winning, but it's gonna be interesting to see. Well no, they're gonna be they're gonna be terrible. Let me let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> um another quarter, no, another young quarterback that's getting it started in week three is Daniel Jones. Eli Manning is getting benched, and we are not doing the is Eli Manning the Hall of Famer show. We I repeat, we are not about to do the is Eli Manning the Hall of Famer show. No, we just have to mention that Dane Jones will be starting week three. So the Jones era has officially begun. For the Giants, and I think I can speak for everybody when I say it's gonna be interesting to see how that turns out. Because obviously, everybody was surprised he went number six, and then he showed out in the preseason. I think he was—I think he was perfect. I don't think he had incompletion in the preseason. So it's gonna be interesting to see if he can, because it's the preseason. Cooper Rush ball in the preseason, <laughs> so it's gonna be interesting to see if he can translate any of that success from the preseason to the regular season with this team.
1: Well, and I think what's gonna mess up Daniel Jones, and shout out to Doug. Shout out, Doug. Because Doug is gonna agree with what I'm about to say. The Giants' main problem is not offense. The Giants' main problem is their defense is awful. Yeah, and they traded all their good defensive players away. They let them all go. Like, their defense is just trash. But what that means is that Daniel Jones is gonna have more of the onus on him and the offense to try and score a whole bunch of points. If they expect to win, I believe they play Tampa Bay, which, you know, is not that difficult. I mean, it's not that formidable of a defense that he's going to be playing against. But this should be a high scoring game if everything goes correctly, because, I mean, I don't see how Tampa is going to stop Saquon Barkley. And I feel like having Saquon Barkley is going to help. Uh, anytime you have a great running back, it always helps out a young quarterback. It's just that's elementary football one one. So um, I think that those two things combined, plus the fact that Tampa Bay's defense is not
0: that formidable, I feel like he'll have a good first week. Um, I don't really have any any of anything any other games I really wanna, wanted want to talk about when it comes to uh, week two. I saw that I know the Eagles lost to Sunday Night Football. I know, if you want to. <laughs> I know I know they made you happy, so they won and won. It looked like the Cowboys. I'm not trying to I'm trying to jinx them or get ahead of myself, but the Cowboys right now they got a leg go. up because they undefeated in, the, it's really a two-team race for the NFC East division title. And so, the Eagles have looked mediocre. <laughs> I was going to say, pedestrian. Yeah, they have looked very pedestrian, mediocre so far this season. Everybody kept telling me how, good, how great this team is. And they got the best roster in the NFL. Oh, my gosh, they got so much depth. Look at this team, blah, blah, blah. Now, they whole team hurt. Like, did you hear that they canceled practice this week yeah. or yesterday? I think yeah. it's one of these days because they've been so hurt. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know about them for the game, but I don't have, I don't have nothing else about, about that was interesting. I mean, they, they play football. Did you, was anything interesting off the top of you you want to talk about with NFL?
1: I will say that with the whole Eagles Falcons thing, the Falcons did everything they could to lose this game, <laughs> and the Eagles just happened to choke more. That's all it really was. Because <laughs> I watched that game, and it like the Falcons had several opportunities before all that happened. Put the game away because they was winning by they was winning the by a lot. Yeah, they was winning, and then in the second half, Philly's been a second half team this year. And in the second half, they um, took over. Even though Carson Wentz did get rocked and had to be in the concussion protocol for a quick second. Boy, but Carson
0: Wentz needs to learn how to slide, but he needs to stop diving here first. Yeah, <laughs> he's too.
1: Um, but Julio bailed out Matt Ryan,
0: so <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, he did because. If Falcons had lost, I'd have been like, that was Matt Ryan's fault. Because Matt Ryan was out there.
0: Sorry. Don't I know it? Because he's in my he's my fancy quarterback in one League. And, Yes, yeah, so I was watching that game looking at him like, boy, Lord have mercy. I should have started Russell Wilson. You was out here not doing your stuff. But yeah, uh, Julio
1: saved it. Julio saved that game for him, because Matt Ryan ooh, we. Matt Ryan, get it together.
0: <laughs> That's uh, what I say well, so now we can we can transition to talk about some college football and i know you said you, you had something for the acc but before we get there we, we got to touch on the topic that we talked about at the end of the show last week it only took a week for most states to pop on up you even see you are you called it you said they not gonna let cali be the only one and it did not take very long and an interesting dynamic is it's not even really football states that did this it. because this this obviously this is cali has been a, a, a speak the cali bill i know a lot of people have been thinking about the football ramification but this also has to do with basketball players and the states that i saw that's that's getting ready to pass laws they got basketball there's a basketball state syracuse in new york got north carolina and um obviously cali it was one more i think it might have been Carolina. It's one another one other Mm -hmm. state was like four of them and so i thought that was interesting that it's not just the football states. Like, these basketball schools, like, okay, I see what's going on. Y'all not, I'm not about to get left behind. I need my recruits. So, go ahead and pass this bill so we can go ahead and get, it, get them a piece of this pie and we can keep it moving. And I, I just really want to know how long it's going to take Texas because Texas has just been notoriously concerned about everything. And you're right. They're not going to be trying to get left behind in recruiting. So, I want how long it's going to take for one of them, them Texas uh, people in, in Congress They'd be like, well, let's go ahead and pay these Texas boys. So they don't be going to these other states.
1: Well, but I think that this is a place where conservatism would actually help. Because part of conservatism is free markets. What's more free market than allowing people to make money off their likeness and all this stuff? Now, the New York bill was a bill asking colleges to pay the athletes directly.
0: Directly, yeah. I don't know
1: if that's going to happen, but... Being able to make money off your likeness and the example I used for people who are online who are still griping about this <laughs> I was like, here's the example I used. Let's say there's a car dealership in South Carolina. The owner knows that he has a lot of Clemson fans in his potential customer base. He wants to do a commercial with some Clemson football players. He says, hey, can I borrow these guys from practice, do a shoot, take half a day, I'll pay them each a grand. That's all this bill says they can do. Yeah, is that this all it says is that you know, <laughs> you, you know that they wouldn't get be ruled ineligible for taking a grand to do a commercial for somebody. Right. What's wrong with that? What's wrong
0: with that? What's wrong? What's I, I agree. What is wrong with that? People are so out of their minds. I was listening to Stephen A. and Stephen A. went in on this one dude. This one dude was really trying to trying to uh, argue, and it was so funny because all this Stephen A. made his arguments sound dumb because he was like, he was basically trying to say that these type of bills. Are going to make it where only certain schools have certain advantages. Like that's not already the world we live yeah. in now. Like that's how it is. That's 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 how it is. Like what are you talking about? That's how we. That's the world we live in.
1: The only difference that's going to be is that the schools that were doing it under the table and got caught doing exactly. it are not going to be able
0: to do it. Out in the open. exactly because anybody, like I said, like we've been saying, like if that's the thing about this is like NCAA with this. Amateurism, like it's not amateurism, bro. They're getting paid under the table. Yeah, some of, like players are getting, pissed, especially in basketball, they're getting paid. And so, and now you got people about to go to jail to pay athletes. Like that's so crazy to me. And so yeah. it didn't it didn't take a week for most states to pop up on there. So we might have three, four more by by time we do a podcast next week. Mm-hmm. So, what you want to talk about college football? You said the ACC is not doing it. ACC need to come on with it. What, what you, what you guys say to, to the ACC schools, man? Okay. So Clemson, with sunshine, aka
1: Trevor Lawrence, national champions, national champions, reigning, defending national champions, the whole nine, yada yada yada. I would like. If there's any way that anybody who listens to this show knows somebody who's an ACC football player can get a message to somebody who's ACC football player. Send a raven. Something. Can we please make Clemson try? That's all I ask. I don't ask you to beat them. Because I know that's asking too much. That's asking a lot. Like, they, they real. I understand. I get it. But can we at least make them try? Because all of these games look like on their schedule that they're about to be blowouts. Because the And Lawrence th- haven't even played that good. Exactly. And the one that people were trying to sell was, well, they always struggle in Syracuse. They beat the Brooks <laughs> off of Syracuse. And I shall not leave the Brooks off of Syracuse. So, like, I'm so tired of this... Them basically being penciled into the college football playoff. And nobody going to make them sweat the whole season. You know. You know. just going to let them the whole season be everybody by 50. <laughs> till you get to the playoffs and actually have a hard game. Like, bro, this is irritating to me. Like, somebody in that conference has to make them try. And the conference is so Garbage in football. Like, they so garbage. <laughs> like, there's no need for y'all to be this. Sorry. You can't buy all some SEC players that are ineligible or something.
0: That's all I'm to say. is me off. Well, maybe, maybe, we, maybe we need to combine some ACC teams. You think we can combine some ACC teams, they might be able to win, Get a, make them try harder?
1: Uh, maybe.
0: <laughs> and then,
1: the other thing about college football is, I know we ran about this every season. But we just had this whole same thing happen where we say why preseason rankings are so stupid. stupid. Can we not with the whole five out of the top 10 <laughs> SEC, uh, five out of the top 10 schools of SEC schools? <laughs> I'm so tired of seeing that, bro. Florida's not good. Like, bro, did they lose or something like that? They almost lost okay, to yeah. Kentucky. Okay, yeah, no. No, no, no. Like, bro, Florida's not good. They They almost lost to Miami. (laughs) And we know Miami ain't
0: good because Miami lost to North Carolina.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Like, bro, stop it. Stop it. With the ACC. Like, bro, just because
0: you're in the ACC don't automatically make you good. Yeah, they got three real teams.
1: Alabama, LSU,
0: and Georgia are real. Okay, look. I'm glad you mentioned that. I I was about to end the show. I wasn't even going to talk about this. But, bro, I don't even feel no type of way about LSU. But after the way they beat Texas and how I had to watch them highlights – I'm starting to get annoyed by that LSU. I was at the gym. I don't even know if like there's some type. I don't. I don't even know how this is possible. But it seems like LSU, like Fox Sports Southwest, they got like an LSU connection or something. Because last week, admittedly, they was playing Texas, so they had all this stuff about LSU. And they had the LSU. I'm in the gym again this week, and they talking to the LSU players. They showing the LSU game. Like, bro, I don't want to watch this. And they just out here like, bro, this is making me mad and I mean I've always been I want somebody to be Alabama but after LSU the way they did Texas I'm just start, I'm starting to get a little bit annoyed by seeing them be so real I mean one of the things that is
1: dangerous now because everybody's been saying the whole what's been the knock on LSU for years and years and years and years the knock on LSU has always been that quarterback play has always been mediocre to suspect Joe Burrow has destroyed that Yes, Joe Burrow is a real player <laughs> Joe Burrow exists. Now, does he exist enough to beat Bama? I don't know. But he would – been out here. But aside from those three, like, all these other SEC teams got these inflated rankings, and I'm just tired of it, bro. It's like all these narratives in college football is – Cause narrative is oh the SEC is this tough grind every week in SEC you uh, it's a hard it's a hard fought game I'm sorry South Carolina didn't make Alabama flinch really to me I'm sorry like bro we we just can we just chill that's all I ask <laughs> that's all I ask can we just
0: chill with the SEC We want to thank everybody for tuning in to another episode of the Set Up Straight podcast. Wanna thank my co-host Joshua Scribner for rocking with me on another great show. Don't forget you can follow us, the Seven Straight Facebook page. And you can also follow find us on SoundCloud and you can find both of us on Twitter. Till next week. Holler! Hey!